Hi there! Before we get into the show today, I want to invite you to a brand new free masterclass I'm running on January the 20th. If you work with clients who struggle to do what they know they're supposed to do, if they can be consistent for a while, but then they always inevitably fall off the wagon a couple weeks in, or if they have a hard time communicating with you about where they're really struggling and why, this is probably one you don't want to miss. Because if you have a client like this, you are working with an emotional eater. And the tricky thing about emotional eaters is that up until now, chances are you haven't actually be given the tools to either recognize when you're working with one or guide them through their blocks in an effective way. This masterclass is called Emotional Eaters Understood. And inside, we're gonna walk through exactly how to dismantle self-sabotaging patterns and break through your client's excuses in one easy five-step conversation. So you can get them out of their own way and expose the success that's waiting for them on the other side of their triggers, their emotional reactions, and their fear of change. The link to join for free can be found in the show notes. I hope to see you there. Now let's get back to the episode. Hi, I'm Laura, host of Expand, the podcast for coaches who crave more fulfillment in the work that they do, more meaningful results in the clients they serve, and more confidence to rebel against the traditional boxes our coaching industry has placed us in so we can expand into the bigness of what we're truly capable of. When you're ready, let's jump right in. Working with clients who are stuck in self-sabotaging patterns can be very, very tricky. Not because they're resistant to working through the pattern, but because a lot of the time we actually don't understand the pattern that they're in. And so because of this, it causes us to use strategies to help them move through sabotage that they're not actually in a place to even implement which can cause them to feel like they're doing all of this work and not really seeing a change. So today, I would love to redefine sabotage with and for you, give you a new way to explore sabotage with a client, and arm you with an understanding around what's actually going on in your client's minds so that the next time you witness a client inside of a sabotage cycle, you have dialogue or a new language, a new verbiage that you can use to explore this with them. So... Let's start at the very beginning. What is sabotage? What does self-sabotage look like? When we're working with a client who we suspect to be or consider to be in a sabotage cycle, there's an unconscious assumption that we make around the fact that we believe they know that they're doing it. Think about every time that you've thought a client is sabotaging. There's this unwritten sort of assumption in our mind where we think that they fully knew what they were doing in that moment. They knew they were sabotaging because they went out to the restaurant and they ordered the fettuccine Alfredo. They knew they were sabotaging because they invited friends over and had them bring wine and they had chips in the house and they knew that they were going to lose control. The tricky thing about sabotage is that although, yes, there can be a conscious component to it where the client or the person is fully aware and comprehending the behaviors that they're taking part in, 
there is also very much so an unconscious component to sabotage that we aren't giving enough credit to. When we think about sabotage, we have to remember or realize that what's really going on here is that all that's happening is an old pattern is getting triggered in our clients' minds. An old pattern that they learned years and years ago that has up until now served them in some way. And it's this pattern that's getting triggered by something in their environment that feels out of their control. Okay? Something in their environment is happening that's activating or triggering this long-held pattern in their mind that's making them behave in the way that they wish they would stop behaving in. For example, your friends come over and they bring a bottle of wine. If in the past they learned as a child that in order to be loved and accepted by their friend groups, by their peers, or even by their family, they couldn't rock the boat. They couldn't say no. They had to do the things that everybody else wanted them to do. They had to be the person that everybody else wanted them to be. Or love would be withheld. Affection would be withheld. Belonging would be withheld. So something as simple as a friend coming over with a bottle of wine can trigger that old pattern in them that makes them say yes to the wine instead of no, I'll have a seltzer water with lime instead. It's not as easy as just assuming that they have options in the house and so they should choose those other options. An unconscious pattern is all controlling in their body. When a pattern gets activated, it's their mind's way of keeping them safe. It's their mind's way of giving them what it perceives that it needs in that moment. So in this scenario, when the friend comes over, the brain is looking at reality and creating an interpretation of that reality. In reality, the situation is, my friend came over and brought a bottle of wine, period. But their brain is interpreting that to mean I need to engage in drinking with them tonight or I'll create a rift or I'll create friction or they won't like me as much anymore or I'll no longer be the the fun friend or, 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 right? So the brain is creating an interpretation of what that means, which is causing their old patterns to get activated and making them feel as though they don't have a choice. They have to engage in the wine. So then when your client comes to you on Monday and goes, I had no choice, my friend came over and brought wine, we on the other end of the phone have to be so careful. We can't assume that they're just making an excuse. Even though in our mind we don't understand it, doesn't mean it's not real to them. They have a pattern based on life experiences that taught them what they need to do to stay safe, to be loved, to belong. Their pattern is not your pattern. And if we approach that scenario through our lens, we make an unfair assumption that you should have been able to choose differently, that that's not a valid excuse, that you don't want this bad enough. 
when really in the moment they were having a very visceral reaction that caused them to believe that they had no other choice. So it's so crucial when you're working with a client who is struggling on some level with what you would identify or label as a sabotaging pattern that we look for the unconscious pathways that are occurring in that moment and we don't take sabotage on the surface level as we've learned to define it as a conscious choice that they do have control over because that's rarely the case. Most often when a client's engaging in a sabotaging pattern, they truly feel as though they have no control, they have no other choice. Simply by starting to assume that and giving them the benefit of the doubt and recognizing that if they believe this to be true, there must be a deeper pattern going on, we get to have an entirely new conversation about this with them. Now we get to explore what about that made you feel out of control. What would have happened if you hadn't engaged in drinking the wine with your friend? How would that have felt? What are you afraid would have happened? Where did you learn that? What's actually true here? What's the reality of the situation? What are the stories your mind's creating about what that means for you and what you have no choice over, what you have to engage in, what you have to do in order to feel comfortable? What would have happened if you felt uncomfortable? What would you have risked? Right now we have a million questions we could ask them that will make them feel seen for the first time, maybe ever. They might not even realize this is happening. They likely don't realize this is happening because again, it's happening in the subconscious. It's happening under the surface. It's controlling them, but it happens so fast that they can't understand it yet. The key is slowing it all down. The key when they come to you with these struggles is not saying, oh, well, let's just create a strategy so that the next time your friend comes over with wine, you have seltzer water in the house and you have, you know, whatever, non-alcoholic bubbles or who, who cares, right? It doesn't matter. Let's not create a hack around the behavior. Let's choose to better understand the behavior first, recognize where it's rooted, uncover the pattern that's really happening under the surface, figure out what the actual trigger was. It's not that their friend came over with wine and they just wanted to have fun. What was the actual trigger? The actual trigger was fear of disappointing, fear of not belonging, fear of losing a piece of their identity if they chose to not engage in drinking with their friend that night. Fear of being seen differently. Fear of not being accepted. That was the actual trigger. They're just not aware of it yet. And the beautiful thing about this is when you unearth actual triggers, you can start to recognize them happening in lots of other aspects of their life. It's not just this singular context that this is happening in. Triggers happen consistently and cyclically in lots of other contexts all throughout their life. So where else are they afraid of not belonging? Where else are they afraid of being judged if they change? Where else are they afraid of losing a piece of their old identity and being exposed for who they're becoming? 
What other friend groups? Who, what other family members? What other colleagues? What other environments do they protect an older version of them? Because that feels safer than recognizing that they're moving through, evolving into a new version of themselves. Sabotage is simply a protective mechanism that their brain is employing to keep them safe and comfortable inside of a familiar environment. That is it. So I really challenge you to strip away the idea of sabotage and instead look at it as simply a pattern. Sabotage feels malicious when we say it. And when our clients label themselves as sabotagers, they're also falling into shame spirals at the same time. Language is such a powerful piece to this entire journey. The words we use are giving the world around us meaning. So if we label ourselves as a sabotager, what that means is something different for each of us. What that means is... I cannot be consistent. I don't actually want this. I'm not good enough to do this. I have no control. I'm never going to get where I want to go. Whatever that meaning is for them, we need to shift it and recognize that this is a very normal, very human, very innate thing that they're moving through. It's nothing that they need to control for. It's just something they need to understand and prepare for. Because once we know the pattern is there, now we can prepare them for that pattern to get triggered. Once we understand where the pattern lives in their life, with which friend groups, in which environments, now we can prepare them as they enter into engaging with those friend groups or entering into those environments for that pattern to get triggered. They get to start to witness it instead of be in judgment of it after the fact. They get to witness it in motion and choose to engage or disengage from it rather than allowing it to just grip them and spiral them into behaviors that they wish they could figure out. This is the key. This is the key. If your clients are engaging in sabotage, which I'll just say, all of them are, every single client you work with moves through these things. Every single client you work with has unconscious patterns. You also have unconscious patterns. Think about the last time you did something you wish you didn't do. Think about the last time you had promised yourself, I'm never going to do that again. And the very next day you did it again. That's sabotage. That's a pattern inside of your mind that your, your brain is using to keep you safe, to make you feel something that feels familiar and comfortable. Even if the feeling it's giving you is not a good one. That doesn't matter. That's irrelevant. That is not enough of a reason for the brain not to fall into that old pattern. Uncomfortable emotions can feel familiar if it's what you've experienced the most often in your life in response to a specific trigger. So that means that even though Falling into this pattern can make you feel immense shame. Falling into this pattern can lead to immense guilt. Falling into this pattern can lead to a lot of pain. Doesn't mean your brain is going to avoid that pattern. Safety 
and feeling comfortable and feeling familiar can coexist with pain if that is what you've experienced the most often in your life in that context. And that's exactly what the brain will recreate because it feels in control of that. It can predict it and our brain likes predictability. It likes to be able to close the loop on a story. It likes to know that, oh, this happened, I know what to do with it. That's why change is so hard. But if we can slow this down and open up conversation around this with our clients, we create an opportunity to shift them out of these patterns for good. On January 20th, I'm going to teach you exactly how to do this. I'm hosting a workshop called Emotional Eaters Understood. It's our emotional eaters who fall into sabotaging patterns the most often. We all work with emotional eaters. Anytime a client eats something in response to something that isn't physical hunger, they are likely emotionally eating. Emotional eating doesn't have to be binge eating. It doesn't have to be an extreme. It is literally a a response to, shocker, a pattern. So if you want to learn a little bit more about this, if you want to deep dive into this, I would really encourage you to be there. It's a free masterclass. The link to sign up is in the show notes. We are going to cover so much more about triggers, about these patterns, about how the intricacies of the brain can really either arm you with a new language to use with your clients or stump you and make you feel like you're winging it when clients struggle and it makes you feel like you have to hack your way through motivation, hack your way through consistency and and really be accountable to your clients and hold them accountable through these turbulent moments. That's where burnout happens, my friend. That is not where you want to be operating. You want to rise above all of that and empower them instead of always needing to be the outside force motivating them to move forward. So again, it's happening on January 20th. If you want to be there, the link to sign up for free is in the show notes. And I would love, I would absolutely love if you brought your questions for me, if you have specific client scenarios you're stumped on, we will have opportunity for dialogue. But I more than anything want you open to exploring these clients in a new way and recognizing that you maybe have been making assumptions about them falsely that have been holding you back from truly reaching them. It's that admittance to yourself that's going to open you up to becoming the leader for your clients that they deserve you to be and to becoming the guide for your clients that you crave. So if you, if you sign up, I'll see you there next week. If not, best of luck to you. Take this, implement it, practice it, witness yourself in this. Witness your own edges, witness your own resistance, witness yourself getting triggered by these clients and recognize that it's not intentional. They aren't consciously sabotaging all of the time. More often than not, it is unconscious and we have opportunity here to shift that for them. I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening in. If you enjoyed what you heard and you want more, I'd love if you'd subscribe to my show wherever you get your podcasts. Good karma points for also leaving a review while you're at it. And lastly, if you're looking to dive even deeper, you'll find a ton of free workshops, mini trainings, and the details on my mentorship program, Trigger Mapping, over at laurapobrin.com. See you next time.